At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Expect to have Aaron Hawksworth back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out on BetQL Daily. We're here weekdays at 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, 12 markets throughout the country, Odyssey app, and we are on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Let's bring in Odyssey fantasy football insider Josh Norris because things are a changing in the NFLs. We're just sitting here uh, w- waiting for another week or so, eight more days, I believe. Um, but things are changing, and a lot of people are having drafts right now. Uh, joining the show, Odyssey fantasy football insider Josh Norris. Insider calls presented by BetQL get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Or visit BetQL.com today. You can also hear Josh on the Underdog Football Show live on YouTube Monday through Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Josh, let's start here. I know a lot of people are uh, having their drafts over the next week, which is nice because there won't be many injuries that pop up. But for a guy like you, you do this year-round. You have all your best ball drafts. Do you also enjoy this new schedule with only three preseason games so Maybe some of your big money leagues, you can get those uh, knocked out over the next week. Great question. You know, I, I've always loved preseason games, but since it was ripped away from our fingers last season, um, I think that maybe there's been a touch of overreaction, maybe just the right amount of reaction. What I've enjoyed the most is seeing ADPs changed all the way back, you know, when we started content back in May and June, the likes of Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, just like total unknowns that, you know, some people went on a ledge to advocate for that now are kind of, you know, locked in and, and climbing up into the round eight, nine, ten range. And so that's been really interesting. And, and, and to me, 
most important part is one figuring out usage, but also just these teams that have undergone so many changes, either with great players on new teams or new play callers with new quarterbacks and just getting a sense of what they might be. And obviously a lot of that's going to change once we do know what they are in week one and week two. Josh, you mentioned new play callers, new quarterbacks, new teams. It, it brings me to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts officially named the starting quarterback yesterday. Uh, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I think he's going to surprise people. But last year was up and down. But from a fantasy perspective, uh, he, he did well fantasy-wise. He put up a lot of rushing yards. We're not quite sure how Nick Sirianni and the new coach will use him, but I have to imagine they would use his legs. From a fantasy perspective, now that we know Jalen Hurts will start the year as Eagles quarterback, what what is his – his floor, his ceiling, where do, you, where do you have him ranked? Because he does bring that combination of, of quarterback position with with uh, some significant running upside. To me, he's in that sweet spot of quarterbacks this season. That kind of ranges from Tom Brady, who's going as quarterback 10, all the way down to Trevor Lawrence, who's going as quarterback 16. Jalen Hurts is on the top end of that in terms of where he's being drafted. And your point of him being maybe an erratic passer at times last season, but still, you know, presenting us that that rushing floor, that's what we care so much about. And like his final four games last season, 19 points, 38 points, 19 points again, and 16 points. I, I think a lot of people assumed earlier this offseason that the Eagles, because the questions at quarterback and maybe even in-house, they're not you know certain of Jalen Hurts long-term, that they might be like bottom five in pass attempts this season. I think Nick Sirianni has shown that that's not the case, and Jalen Hurts maybe has even taken a step forward in his progression as a passer. I bet they're around league average. So I think Jalen Hurts offers, if he can progress as a passer, really, really strong upside because he's kind of the last of those mobile, rushing, athletic quarterbacks you can take in your drafts. But something else that's been a drop is the player associated to him, and Devontae Smith, who's still somehow going as the wide receiver 35, compared to his counterpart as a rookie in Jamar Chase, who's going as the wide receiver 26. To me, they should be neck and neck in drafts and not, you know, multiple rounds difference like they are right now. Uh, Josh, the Niners expected to be one of the best teams in the game. Uh, the win total is at 10 and a half this year. And when you have Shanahan running the offense, typically you want pieces from that offense on your fantasy team. However, there's so much uncertainty uncertainty with how they're going to handle the quarterback position, how Lance is going to come along this season while he is under center. Is, is there anyone you trust, any uh, players that you are going out of your way to grab from San, from San Francisco? There are multiple layers to this. And first, let's talk about the quarterback. I think they've revealed their hand of how they're going to use them at least early in the season until they feel that Trey Lance is you know perfectly ready. And that's maybe Jimmy between the 20s and then in, you know, vital situations in the red zone inside the 10 and other times throughout the drive, bring in Trey Lance to really open up that rushing attack. What you mentioned it, everything is so rich on this team right now because we all believe that truly there might be a path to a top five, top three offense, the 49ers, despite us not seeing that necessarily last season. And so Brandon Ayuk is going incredibly early as wide receiver 22, but you can make the case for it because he's, you know, an alpha type wide receiver that next year in the conversation of top 10 wideouts, he might be there. And then Debo Samuel, we know that he is awesome, awesome with the ball in his hands and everyone searches for their own Debo Samuel, but he's also rich considering the possible volume at wide receiver 30. So this takes me to the fact that we've seen Kyle Shanahan in the past against the Packers a couple of years ago in the playoffs have Raheem Mostert run, 
you know, 25 times for 220 yards and, and three touchdowns, that if the run game is working, and especially what we saw in the last preseason game with Trey Lance opening up lanes for Raheem Mostert, who's going as running back 30, and Trey Sermon as running back 25, if you hammer wide receivers and tight ends early in drafts, getting one of those 49ers backs, even at cost, totally is cool with me because I think this might also be a top five rushing attack in the NFL this season. Josh, you, you mentioned there one of the players I wanted to ask you about, Trey Sermon, the running back uh, the Niners took in the third round. Last year, it felt like the rookie running backs really started to emerge as the year went on. Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis took that job and ran with it towards the end of the season. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, unfortunately, is hurt now. Six yards of carry last year. When you look at the rookie running backs, it's always interesting where those guys get taken in drafts. Do they emerge right away? Does it take some time? Who do you like? Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Trey Sermon. Obviously, draft position factors in, but who's your favorite play in drafts uh, among the rookie running backs? Your initial point was awesome. Like, there actually is something called the post-buy rookie bump. My co-host Hayden Weeks has pointed this out, and it's so true. Uh, players in their rookie season, they, they grow into it, especially at that running back spot. Najee Harris, I absolutely love. You know, he was someone earlier this offseason I bought into the concerns of, well, Big Ben's arm fell off last year. The offensive line concerns are absolutely there in terms of basically playing backups this year. When you consider, and you all have done this enough like I have, that he's going to get 300, 350 touches and absolutely be used in the passing game. What is there not to love in round two when talking about Najee Harris? I think Trey Sermon is going as cliche as this sounds, be the thunder to the lightning of, of Raheem Mostert and maybe see 50% of their backfield carries early in the year. And that can absolutely pay dividends. Javante Williams is the one who's interesting because he's going ahead of Trey Sermon and he did not play many passing downs at UNC because Michael Carter, who's also on this list, um, and I think Melvin Gordon is going to play a lot of passing downs still, despite the second-round draft capital spent on Javante Williams. But he might be that next Jonathan Taylor in terms of those final six weeks of your season, getting you 17, 18, 20 points a week because he creates so many yards on his own that defense can set them up into great advantageous situations. But I'm a little concerned about his early season workload right now. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio with Josh Norris at Josh Norris on Twitter, Odyssey Fantasy Football Insider. Uh, Josh, we all hated to see the, the injury news with Dobbins as the Ravens were going for their 20, 20th uh, straight preseason victory. Uh, what does the Dobbins injury mean for Lamar and, of course, the Gus bus? Good question. I don't think it does anything about Lamar. He's still being drafted as the quarterback four right now in that cluster of, you know, your Mahomes, your Kyler's, your Dax, your, your Josh Allen's. The biggest issue between Lamar during his MVP season last year was that it was a major drop off in, in clean pocket throwing situations. He just was not successful there. Um, I was hoping Rashad Bateman would fix that, but maybe he will, you know, at the end of, of September. Um, Gus Edwards is, is fascinating now. I always think it's interesting when players who we have this like baked in bias towards in terms of well we rank them in this spot in june and then we get to september slash august and we have to totally readjust like jk dobbins was going as the running back 15 and now the latest with gus edwards he's going as the running back 26 kind of in that running back dead zone area people call it of you know damian harris trey sermon kareem hunt miles gaskin why isn't Gus Edwards being in teens in terms of the running back spot. He doesn't have to compete with J.K. Dobbins anymore. He almost certainly is going to be the back in there 
in the goal line opportunities, I understand from a standpoint that Gus Edwards is not this complete back that other teams would use perfectly because he doesn't catch passes. But when you zoom in just on the Ravens, he fits them perfectly. And we could see 200, 220 carries in the best rushing offense for Gus Edwards because this team believes in him. And if you see him in round six and you only have one running back on your roster right now, I absolutely would hammer Gus Edwards and feel really confident in his situation at the moment. Josh, I always think it's interesting in fantasy drafts when Derrick Henry goes off the board because production-wise, over the last few years, there's nobody better. But two things factor into why I think people worry about Derrick Henry a little bit. Maybe he slips past a pick or two. Maybe he shouldn't. One, he doesn't really offer much value pass catching. It's only you know, it's only rushing with his production. And two, when are the wheels going to fall off? I mean, he's doing something the last yeah. few years, and he's getting better as years go on, as the season goes on. It's pretty amazing. Do you project another great year for Derrick Henry? Are, are you worried at all that this might be the year that some tread comes off those tires? I'm not worried about Derrick Henry, the individual. I was absolutely worried about the Titans offense before they made the move for Julio Jones. And it's because of Arthur Smith. I, I don't know if you know the public at large understands just how good Arthur Smith is for a passing offense with lesser volume but is extremely efficient and namely because of his magic. He works in the red zone. Like let's take the Atlanta Falcons, for example, the team he now coaches, they were 26 in red zone touchdown rate last season. Arthur Smith, his last two years has been first and second with his offense being red zone. So look, that, that is a four point difference each and every week. That's, you know, Derrick Henry being stuffed at the three yard line versus Derrick Henry finding the end zone. So, this new play caller, they obviously hired him in-house. That can go one of two ways. We've seen it go one or two ways in a lot of other situations. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bit more volume from the Titans offense this year, and I, I would expect less efficiency because of it. But look, Derek Henry is an identity back. He's being drafted as a running back four right now. I, I think the main conversation you have to ask yourself is if you want to take Travis Kelsey and the three wide receivers and Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Stefan Diggs ahead of Derrick Henry, or if you are comfortable with a guy who might not even catch 20 passes this season. Josh, most of my drafts, I find myself going really early at tight end or really, really late. And there are some intriguing, yeah. some intriguing sleepers out there. What has been your tight end strategy so far? The same. I mean, there is no yeah. position that gives us more headaches that, that we also believe we have it figured out as like our late round tight end favorite like who is yours right now because last year you know everyone's was chris herndon there are a few other names and they all just bombed right right um god i i think gronk sets up early in the season to be okay yeah. but it's gronk yeah they have a soft schedule that, early with those defenses and if you want to stream if you're not in a super uh deep league i don't mind that uh with with a few of these guys changing uh changing teams here Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, Gronk is a good one because I don't think they expect him to play as many snaps as he did last season, but I don't think O.J. Howard has instilled enough confidence for him not to play <clears throat> in those spots this year. I would throw out Cole Komet as a late-round tight end option because the yes. Bears absolutely love him. He's going to play on the field a whole bunch. Look, th- those top you know, four tight ends in, in Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, you're going to have to spend a top four-round pick on those names. I actually think there's a little bit of a sweet spot in the middle areas, and namely with Logan Thomas, who's going as tight end seven. You know, my co-host Hayden Winks has pointed out that obviously snaps played is really important, what takes us over the top is snaps in the slot. And Logan Thomas can reach 10 touchdowns because he plays so much in the slot for Washington. Uh, Josh Norris, Odyssey Fantasy Football Insider. Josh, we always appreciate your time. Some good stuff there. Uh, Insider Calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Also here, Josh and the Underdog Football Show live on YouTube Monday through Thursday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Best bets are next. Lightning bets on the BetQL Network. A half, let's do it. Show bet. I I guess I have to. All right. So I'm looking at, uh, I've got Minnesota. Did you have anything officially on that Rutgers game or no? I would lay the points. I would lay the, the 13 and a half. This is fun, man. It's like a real week already. I know. These are uh, so and it's only one day. We got we got games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I mean Saturday, clear the decks, right? I, I'm sure. so thrilled that there's no football because it's a holiday. I mean for my son because it's a holiday weekend. So it's awesome with this week. I mean, this is going to be one of the great weeks of the year. So no PA announcing. You were sitting there watching games this weekend. No, there's a game tonight, and then my wife points Uh-oh. out to me on the there's like an app where you volunteer for stuff. My wife pointed out like. Empty slot announcer. We're not going to have a home game for a little while. You in? I said, no, I said I'm already signed up to be in the chain gang. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have the first down marker. Come on. I've got a job. You're making some other guy who doesn't do this for a living. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. So the kids suffer because you want to be part of the chain gang. So you think it's. It's instead of a normal two hour game, it's a one hour game. So you think that I should go and ask if anybody else wants to do the chains and I should announce. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think most parents would, would volunteer to be the chain gang guy and then you could go do the game. You can call the game. Plus, we need to get more audio of this. Because they, the they want me to. I don't know. We have to be there an hour early. I'll get the temperature of people. But, you know, I, I would like a little I, I'd like to just kind of take the night off. Of working, you know. Yeah, but chain gang is an important, <laughs> an important job. You don't want to, you don't want. But it's not hard. hard. You just walk hard. Football. I get it, but you don't want a bad spot. I mean, that's you get ripped for weeks after that. Nobody You're even that knows. The parents have no idea what's happening. Half of them have tents set up at field level. The others are up in the stands. They can barely make it out. I think that's why they enjoyed my broadcast. Just it was broadcast uh, because I was uh, making clear down in distance what yard we're on. Yeah. Because normally they don't have an idea. They don't even. It took a while before people understood that it's an 80-yard field and the end zone is really at the 10. 
They didn't know? Like, I don't think they did. stopping at the 10? Well, it's, it's confusing because um, you still have the markets on the field with the 50, which you've got to block that out. Don't look right. at the 50. Look at the sideline where they have the 40, the 30, and the 20 markers. Do the so, kids know? Like, they get to the 10? Yeah, they get the it. They're, they're in, I yeah. think so. I mean, they don't stop running, though. <laughs> <laughs> then they don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they don't stop right away. They don't stop right away. It, the um, kick, if you kick after a touchdown, it's two points at this level. But you go for for two points. Uh, one point play is from the two yard line. So it's reversed. Yeah, I thought well, it's got to be. It's got to be harder to kick. I mean, it's... I, I brought up the, to the coach. I'm like, never go for two with the kick. He just laughed at me. He's like, no, they are not ready for that. No way. That's the spot. Get, go go get somebody from the soccer team. Uh, all right. Tennessee's a massive favorite. This number is like 34 and a half. They're going up against Bowling Green. Anything else on Thursday that really stands out to you? Um, Boise UCF say, is a game. Ooh, I like Boise. First thought is Boise, that one. What's it, five and a half? Yes. High total. Boise. Boise. Okay. But as far as the ones that I like the most, I'm most interested in Ohio State. Uh, Minnesota. I'm rolling with the BetQL family. I'm going to lay it with NC State, but those are the two games that really pop to me. Yeah, I do like the under in the Ohio State-Minnesota game. And yeah, yes, it's a show bet. It's it's really a, a, a whole network bet. I mean, the whole bet, I feel like the whole BetQL network has to jump on NC State tomorrow. That's it. Not just our show. It's it's hard to bet on PJ Fleck. Do you find him as a likable character? I do not. No. I, I don't. Yeah, he's well, there's something off. I, I I don't know what it is with PJ Fleck, but there's something off there. Well, there have been a lot of rumors flying around over the years, which we will not get into on the air. Um, you can go on a deep dive and Reddit like Jake Hassan if you'd like. But yeah, this uh, you it seemed like he was destined to get a better job, and it hasn't sure. happened yet. He's well, a lot. He's a lot to deal with. Yeah, please, please, <laughs> NFL rumors. That ain't happening. That's one thing I do know. All right, there's a lot going on with injuries, change with uh, starting quarterbacks, running backs with teams. Let's talk to Fantasy Football Insider for Odyssey, Josh Norris. He drops by next. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron out today. This is BetQL Daily. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. In the first few years, and I think we're seeing that uh, for some of these smart teams. Yeah, I experienced that firsthand in Philadelphia, Eric, with the, the 2017 Eagles. That roster was loaded around a, a, a quarterback on his rookie deal in Carson Wentz. Eric, we usually don't make big deals of running backs when they get hurt. Quickly, about less than a minute here. J.K. Dobbins, do you think it's a big deal for the Ravens season losing him? He was going to be good this year. Everybody that I talked to with the Ravens said that he looked amazing. So that obviously hurts them. I think running back in a weird way, the running game in, in – in Baltimore matters more than it does for other teams, but I think the running back weirdly matters less because, you know, Lamar Jackson, like statistically speaking, just gives running backs better lanes. So as long as, you know, as long as they reach a certain threshold with their guys like Gus Edwards and Justice Hill and guys like that, like I think they'll be fine. Um, but it is a blow. I, it's weird. Like I don't think it moves the betting markets at all, but I do think it lowers maybe their ceiling as an offense, just a tad. Great stuff, Eric. Eager Pro Football Focus. Eric, we appreciate it. We'll catch up soon as the regular season starts next week. All right, coming up on the other side, we got a lot to get into, including 
a big slate of Thursday night college football starting tomorrow. We got to look ahead to those games. We'll line those up. Joe G, Joe O, this is BetQL Daily, as always, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network. by the way they keeps dropping but uh, i'm still gonna back the tigers they avoid georgia this season now they're bringing jake Peets back to be the offensive coordinator he was there working with joe brady uh, before he moved on to carolina in the nfl they have the best quarterback cornerback duo in the country uh miles brennan when he did play last season man did they put up some points we're talking mid-30s low 40s that's what you need now in the sec talent across the board Feels like uh, our, our guy's job is on the line here, so they need a big year. They need to go over eight. That's uh, that's what I'm going to do here. Um, over eight, LSU Tigers, and it starts with the win against the Bruins this week. I like it. All right, so my final pick here. So you got LSU for your final pick. I, I, I'm going to the um, the Big 12 here, for, for and I have a couple teams I was looking at, one under, one over, but I will go with the over. Let's go TCU over seven and a half wins. I've always liked Gary Patterson. I think we mentioned him. And this program and this and this over when we talked about the the Big Twelve a few weeks ago, a couple things stand out to me. One, they have a good roster, but it's 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 not just good. It's it's got a lot of returning starters. They have eighteen returning starters from last year. The schedule is very manageable, and they have a bunch of good transfers. There's a metric that you look you look at with transfers versus returning starters, like returning yeah. production, added production. They're number four in the country in that metric. They've got a lot of players coming back, but a good coach. I think they're going to have a big year in kind of a, a big 12 where there's not that many teams that are really good, right? You have Oklahoma, you have Iowa state. It's not great. Texas might be pretty good, but TCU goes over seven and a half. So my three picks, Washington over eight and a half Clemson under 11 and a half TCU over seven and a half. Paul Aspen, what do you got? So I've got one picked out, but a couple questions, just looking at some of these teams in the ACC, like a Miami nine and a half. North Carolina, nine and a half. Do you see yourself, you guys, like, wanting the over on either of those? I just feel like that's I, tough. Yeah, I, I had a tough time with that. I considered both of those teams. I was looking at Miami under, but then I just started looking at it. And I'm like, oh. Minus they, 145. That's, the schedule's so soft in that yeah. conference. Right. You know, so that That's where so, I had the issue. So we are staying in North Carolina, however, and we're going with North Carolina State. Eight. Over six and a half, minus 105. Is Dave Dorn still there? He is. He is. So, all right, South Florida. By the way, so Reed Wallach told us the other day about laying the 18 against South Florida. He's all over that. Kenny White has it projected as a 34-point line. So Whoa. I might still jump in just Whoa. if you're interested in that sort of thing. But has South, it moved? Uh, to 18 and a half. No, I mean, from where, though? Oh, uh, I don't know what it opened at. Okay. But I don't think it's moved in the wrong direction, if you will. Okay. South Florida, Furman. <laughs> there's two. I won't. Boston College, three. <laughs> Louisville, probably four. I mean, they're projected to be a 20-point favorite. Louisiana Tech, five. Florida State, eh, maybe. Wake Forest, six. Syracuse, seven. And you got, you know, North Carolina, Florida State. Miami could be a win. Clemson, probably not. Mississippi State, so... You got some options. You got some wiggle room. Over six and a half, minus one hundred and five. There are wins to be had in that conference. Yeah, yep. there are. You know? 
So someone's going to jump up and win eight or nine games, and we're going to be like, wait, are they good? Or are they just, were they in the ACC? It's, it's, a, it's kind of that conference issue that it's like, all right, there's one team that really, really stands out. I, you know, just to go back to the, what uh, Paul brought up a second ago, I would go Miami under if I had to take it. I would actually go the under. I mean, they're going to lose to Alabama to start their season. So let's just let's chop one off right there. Correct. Correct. Okay. But where are the other three? I mean, other two. Yeah. What, you have the schedule in front of you? Yeah. Um, the North Carolina game's in the middle of the season at North Carolina. That's a loss. Yes. I, I'm inclined to think so. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they win. And if they win that game, you're probably losing that bet. I just feel like it's, it, for the last 15 years, fading Miami is the way to go. Like anytime Miami after a good to, year. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Miami's supposed to be good. It's like, they just disappoint. This is what they do. This Miami's it's like, they're just not, they're not the program people want them to be. And whenever they get close to that, it's like, Oh, everyone jumps on Miami and I'll, I'll just go the other way. All right. That was fun. College football begins. Well, tomorrow night in earnest week one of the mm. college football season. We're just a little over a week from the NFL season on the other side, win totals, futures, best bets for the NFC West, the best division in football. Joe O, Joe G, this is Beck UL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the Beck UL Network.